Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. For those that don't know, I live in Ottawa, Ontario, the capital of Canada, which is actually just a four to five hour drive from Toronto. I was born and raised here and have lived here my entire 26 years of existence. And if I had to sum up my 2021 in one word, in the most negative way, of course, it would be stagnation. Significant familiarity with the people and environment around me has all become extremely comfortable to me and it's beginning to wear on me. I've felt stagnated in all areas of my life with a growing urgency that times are in need of fresh ideas and experiences with big life decisions to be taken sooner rather than later in my life that it honestly scares me to have to think about. This context matters because this was my mind state when I approached listening to the new Drake album, Certified Loverboy, where I actually found myself in Toronto, road tripping to the six on release day. And I have to say, listening to this album was depressing. And not depressing in the way Take Care's self-pitying, melancholy content resonated with my fragile 16-year-old mind back in 2011. With CLB, this is not the depressed feeling you want with an album. There was a moment on Saturday, so the day after release, September 4th. It was in the middle of the afternoon. I was driving in a heavily congested area in the super rich downtown districts in Toronto, and it felt like the album. This moment felt like Certified Loverboy. I was surrounded by expensive flashiness and the highest of flyers in the country at every turn. Yet, there was this gross sewage smell that permeated throughout the downtown core, and this sinking feeling that one option for me to rejuvenate my life and remedy the stagnation I'm speaking of was to move to Toronto. Yet, in this moment, it made me feel, hey, maybe this option to make me feel better, make me feel more alive again, won't work for me. Now, applying these elements of this moment to Certified Loverboy, the production is as clearly manicured and glossy as the cityscape in downtown Toronto was, with some of the biggest high flyers in the industry featured on this album, yet that stench that I spoke of is present on Certified Loverboy, and unfortunately, it was Drake himself. As the stagnation found in his music just reminded me of the stagnation in my own life. Before I expand further on this thought, I'll give a quick bio of Drake if you somehow don't know who he is. He's from Toronto, he raps. If you need more info than that, 
He is really, really popular, probably the biggest star rap has ever seen. And he has just released his long-awaited album, Certified Lover Boy, an album that follows a string of less than positively received albums from The Six God. 2015's If You're Reading This Too Late being the last album that seemed to be universally acclaimed even outside of the casual fan and Drake Stan listenership. This all leads to Certified Loverboy being quite a significant moment in Drake's career. So now going back to the feeling of stagnation I got from Certified Loverboy, it really brought my mood into this depressed state where I couldn't help but feel like my youth is fading. Listening to an artist I grew up liking sound like he's living in the past who seemingly hasn't grown up and has little to nothing new to say. Now obviously what I'm describing is a bit melodramatic, but the idea of fading youth where what used to be seen as fun and exciting now seems stale is really at the center of my experience with this album. People will point to Way Too Sexy as the cheesiest song of the year, and it is, but what makes it particularly not hit for me is the fact that the two main forces on this track, Drake and Future, are both 34 and 37 years old respectively. So to hear these two very grown men approaching their midlife on this earth, seemingly acting like they are still in their mid-20s is just awkward to me. And outside of this track, we hear the same juvenile manipulation of women, where Drake talks often about saving women, building them into respectable members of society instead of the whores that he thinks they are now. And the clearly specific narratives on a pipe down, for example, about a failed relationship that is both specific yet oddly vague to the point where anyone can relate to it due to the lack of of substantive detail or remorses, observational Drake over R&B vocal sampling beat. You've heard these things from Drake countless times in the past, right? Does the remorse not sound like a lesser version of Do Not Disturb with literally the exact same elements I just mentioned? If that doesn't ring a bell, how about the routine, I have no friends in the industry because all of them are heartless, insecure savages who don't have any honor anthem and no friends in the industry? A track that I do like, it's definitely one of the few tracks where there's a sense of purpose and energy to it with a really nice flow from Drake that I haven't really heard from him before, which is definitely an outlier idea on this album. But a song like this fits in the vein of many tracks like Energy or other songs from a younger Drake that were less tired and played out, especially when the target of his lyrical venom is Kanye, touching on a beef that literally only these two truly care about. Drake is not only rehashing so many old ideas, but he's doing them with some of the least inspired performances of his entire career. The stagnation is all but validated by the fact that many of these songs were leaked a year ago and appear on this album with more or less the same structure and sound, showing that the lack of fresh ideas that I'm discussing isn't some hater fabrication of mine that I'm concocting unfairly. It's plainly obvious. In the spirit of stagnation once again, 
What Drake raps about on this album seems to strangely omit the biggest development in his life since his past record in 2018. That is being a father and having a child. This is the time in the review where Drake stands and some non-stands too will say, why do you expect social commentary and deep content from a Drake? You played yourself. And yes, I don't expect or even want super serious content from Drake. But people are being intentionally or unintentionally dense when they say these things. Because did Drake not connect with millions of fans across the world because he was personal and introspective in his music? Talking about his relationships, his family. Did I miss something here? So no, not expecting him to break down Israel-Palestine. But I am expecting him to give us a look into his state of mind right now in 2021, which I can only assume is greatly influenced by this new fatherhood. His family situation seems right up his alley for him to discuss, yet he decides to inexplicably leave this topic all but completely out of his raps, and instead focuses on paying for strippers to start a business, being a player, and hating on Kanye lyrical content. This isn't interesting to me especially when we've heard this 5,000 times before. The title and the ridiculous artwork signaled to the possibility that Drake was going to fully lean into this Loverboy persona in a tongue-in-cheek, maybe ironic way. And I thought that could actually work, because Drake seems to actually have a pretty good idea as to what the public perceives of him, and maybe he could take the piss out of that it could potentially be really entertaining. But instead, he comes off overly self-serious like he usually does and just makes this album seem very pointless. People can point to the great lyricism displayed on 7am on Bridal Path and a few other tracks here as a selling point, and I can understand that. They are. But what is unfortunate is that while Drake's rapping ability has only grown into the best it's ever been in his career, the foundation of Drake, the catchy songwriting, the infectious anthems, have all but completely grown stale. Take Care and Nothing Was The Same are my two favorite Drake albums that I only recently realized were as great as they really were. These feature the best fundamental set of great songwriting and interesting lyrical content from Drake of his entire catalog, especially on Take Care. Drake was so much more vulnerable, and that's what I'm realizing is a key difference between the Drake I grew up fully liking and the Drake now that I have my reservations about. Because ever since the breadcrumbs were laid on Nothing Was The Same, if you're reading this, it's too late. Signal the change of Drake to beating his chest where he feels more distant and feigns intimacy versus actually being intimate anymore in his music. Case in point, Certified Loverboy's very odd omission of any real details on how being a father really has felt for Drake in recent years. And it's a shame because both Drake's rapping and singing was still not at its absolute peak on Nothing Was The Same, and especially Take Care. His peak is actually right now, as his raw lyrical and singing chops have never been better. 
But now these improved lyrical abilities and singing abilities are being used towards lyrical content that has not strayed whatsoever from the lyrical perspectives and framing that he has been working with since If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Making songs about his spot on top, fake friends, empty relationships with awful women or women that he deserves an apology from with some completely not believable, violent, fake Jamaican drug dealer talk that is just awful. The album isn't complete trash though, and I don't want to make it seem like that. A big part of the reason why it isn't trash is the production. Certified Loverboy is a razor sharp, musically focused album. The more I listen to this, the more I appreciate how pristinely cold and melancholy the sound is. It's nothing new for Drake or his team of producers, but the key elements that 40 has pioneered over the past decade are present and presented very well on Certified Loverboy. The consistently cold sound is reminiscent of views, except the beats are better and with much, much less filler. There are some nice moments of lush decadence like Poppy's Home, You Only Live Twice, and well-produced calmness in fucking fans, and obviously the Beatles sampling drumless champagne poetry that was definitely one of the few, actually the only song on this album that felt like something brand new for Drake, and I thought it sounded really cool. It was definitely a new approach to a Drake track that we haven't heard before. So if these quality beats that I'm mentioning were condensed into a 30 to 40 minute album instead of the 80 minute plus album we do get, yeah, the album would be better, but still would feel very samey because these beats, while good in a vacuum, are just pretty good at best, but more importantly, are so goddamn familiar within the Drake canon. I can hear so many better versions of these beats, that at the time felt fresh and new, now just feel like same old, same old. And again, that's a shame because this production probably is the best mix of the if you're reading this, it's too late, views, and so far gone elements when it comes to the production as it's really all combined into a very cohesive album, even at this extremely long length. The way the beats all flow into one another and play off of each other is natural and is very well done. Like I give the team of producers, especially 40, mad props on that. But the other reason why, even if these beats and these songs generally were all condensed into making this album just 30 or 40 minutes, that it would still feel samey, is because Drake himself does little to nothing to grab and maintain your attention. TSU shows everything good and bad about this album. Uninspired rapping, and that's being charitable here. Pleasant and average melodies with a solid beat that sounds good with a decent beat switch, but something we've heard from 40 and team a bajillion times before. Certified Loverboy is honestly worse than Scorpion, if I'm being straight up, because at least Scorpion was very top-heavy, with Side A being really good at times, had some really great rapping, the best of his career, and some great tracks overall, 
And then, especially on side B, had some absolute dumpster fires too. So while Certified Loverboy has little to no true dumpster fires that would match Scorpions, there's basically no home run highlights whatsoever other than maybe Champagne Poetry. A potential home run though could have been Yeba's Heartbreak. But Drake leaves himself off this track and I wish he didn't. Similar to how Kanye came in at the end of Moon off Donda, I would have liked to hear Drake try and match, maybe harmonize with the lead vocals on this song and give that vulnerable energy. That being said though, although Drake is obviously a better singer than Kanye, in that really vulnerable, soft vein of singing, I'd take Kanye any day of the week. Because the sincerity and passion is so much stronger when he sings, whereas Drake, oftentimes to me, feels cold and overly smooth. Even when I think of More Life, a spotty playlist album from Drake from 2017, there were still a handful of really strong songs on that that I still enjoy to this day. So let me ask you this. What songs off Certified Loverboy are we going to go back to four years from now, let alone four months from now, let alone four days from now? Straight up. Champagne Poetry, again, is maybe the only one. And that's being nice because even as intros go, the beat was the thing that was the real selling point. Drake was definitely doing well lyrically for sure, but nothing to his absolute A plus A game. Tuscan Leather, among others, are much better tracks in my opinion. So at the end of the day, Certified Loverboy shows that Drake is like me. We both gotta take a hard look in the mirror and figure out a way to get out of this rut. Because creatively, this album is on life support. The lack of inspiration, both from a songwriting and lyrical content perspective, is really disappointing. As it seems like Drake was just content with phoning this in. It's Drake though, so him and his team still have talent, so I can't say I hate Certified Loverboy at all. I just don't really ever want to go back to this remarkably lifeless album ever again. There are some decent tracks, and overall, the album flows really well and has good to solid production throughout the whole thing with really no absolutely garbage songs other than maybe one or two. And that's, I guess, a positive on an album that I otherwise have nothing really good to say about. Look, I really thought that Certified Loverboy was going to be good. I actually thought it was going to be the nail in the coffin for Kanye, who's engaged in this stupid beef with Drake. I thought Donda was going to be trash, and then... Drake was going to come in with the haymaker and just end any talk about who's on top in the game. But instead, he just made this album, and I am highly disappointed. So I give Certified Loverboy a high five on 10. If this was under an hour, yeah, it would be a little higher, but only slightly, because the drag that is slogging through this incredibly long album full of played out ideas cannot be understated it is not enjoyable but also not terrible and as i said at the beginning of this review downright depresses me to listen to personally
So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.